can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I say, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> let the boy watch. The Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch. The Entertainment Podcast brought to you by Going Gray Productions. And on today's episode, Spike Lee Week. Put up a vote on the old Instagram page. People voted, and the winner was a 1989 dramedy, Do the Right Thing. This is our second Spike Lee joining the podcast. Do the Right Thing it was written and directed by Spike Lee, starring Spike Lee, Danny Aiello, Ozzy Davis, The God, Giancarlo Esposito, The God, John Totoro, Bill Nunn, Ruby D, The Goat, Sam Jackson, Martin Lawrence, and Rosie Perez. I am one of your co My name is Robbie. And alongside me is the cuz, cuz Benny. Hey, Benny. Yeah. How come we got our brothers up on the wall? Well, I was going to tell you, I was not going to do this podcast until you put some black people up on your wall. <laughs> oh, there they are. I got the Ali poster uh, somewhere, somewhere nice. Nice All and right, tight. I'm, I'm back. No boycott. All right. Thank you. <laughs> and alongside Benny and I is our good friend and a little sleepy boy, but he's here because he loves us. Our great friend and co-host, Ryan. Ryan, how we feeling? Like you said, sleepy. But I'm here because I love you. I love you too. Nice. Yes. Um, so like Robbie said, this is Let the Boys Watch. And we watch movies that um, we either one or all of us haven't seen. Uh, like Robbie said, we put it up for a vote. Um, not everyone voted because some of you are pieces of shit. But <laughs> the ones who did vote, voted do the right thing. Um, I believe Robbie is the only one who saw it. Is that correct? Benny, you haven't seen it, right? I have not seen it. All right. And I thought I saw it, but I did not. So I also didn't see it. I, for some reason, thought I watched it a long time ago. But regardless, um, before we get into the film, just want to remind some people, A, send us an email. Let us know what we missed. Let us know a movie you want us to watch or maybe some kind of theme. You want to do a director or whatever. Uh, we'll throw it up for a vote and then we'll watch that movie. Um, send us an email about anything. Go uh oh, almost said the wrong one. LTBW podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Almost did it. Um, follow us on Instagram, uh, like, subscribe, press the bell or wherever the hell it is on YouTube if you're watching us there, which I mean several hundred of you are watching as we've seen in the past few videos so hello how are you <laughs> making me blush yeah Jesus. Oh. <laughs> getting the vapors over here flower <laughs> is wilting i will say i mean normally we have the polls up but we got a couple special weeks the next two weeks that's true I'm excited for that yeah that's true robbie are you sweating like which movies you're gonna have us pick or or watch or whatever well, we're still going to have polls, right? Oh, you, I thought he was just going to pick the movie. Oh, yeah, I thought but... we were going to pick like three and then people were going to vote. But I guess we can do either whatever our choice is True. about that. It's, yeah, birthday boy's choice. I'm sweating. Sophie's choice. 
I was going to say, you don't turn 30 that many times in your life. So that's true. At least, at least forget just about pick it. One straight up. Yeah. Well, since I'm going to be turning 30, I'll, I'll pick right now. It's 13 going on 30, the Jennifer Garner <laughs> movie. So fantastic. I get ready. That's been on my watch, watch list for a while. Uh, I've seen it numerous times because someone in this house likes it. It is not a film you want to watch. <laughs> it's okay, but it's not great. Although Mark Ruffalo in that. Uh, quick sidebar slash shout out to Mark Ruffalo's performance in Poor Things. Oh, was it, it good? It was It was quite the experience, that movie. Um, I would recommend you see it. I do want to see it. I'm going to... I went in pretty much dry into that movie and it was something else. I, I you know, it was, I'm not going to give it any plum ratings. I'm not going to get into what it was about, but definitely worth watching. Well, at some point we'll watch it and maybe we'll talk about it. We'll see. Um, so yeah, do all those things. Send us some messages. Let us know what's going on. Um, we love it. We appreciate the support. Thank you. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, Benny, what do you think about this movie going into it, having never seen it before? I mean, it's 1989. It's been around a long time. I think it has a very good reputation. So what do you think about it going in? To be honest, not much of anything. You know, I've heard it referenced, I, but I never knew the plot of it. Um, I kind of had a feeling it had something to do with race. Um, but yeah, I really, I just knew that Spike Lee was in it and that was really about it. Obviously it was going to take place in Brooklyn, but besides that, I went in pretty clean. Nice. Yeah. Kind of same. Like, uh, like I said, I, at some point I thought I had seen it and I don't know what film I thought I watched. No idea. It doesn't matter. Um, but I hadn't seen it or I saw it and completely forgot it, which I don't think happened because it's a pretty powerful film. Um, but yeah, same thing. I didn't really know much about it. I knew that a lot of people liked it, said it was very good. Maybe probably one of Spike Lee's best. Um, and that was it. And, it. and it happened in Brooklyn. That's really all I knew about it. Um, so definitely went in not knowing really anything, which is the best way to go into a mm -hmm. movie in my mind. I agree. I'm the same way. If the less I know about anything, movie, video game, TV show going in, I feel like I enjoy it that much more because I, I don't have any expectation for it. And there's not things that I'm looking for. So uh, I love going to drive. All right. So sometimes. Pause. What's that? I said pause. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes watching these like old movies, it's like it's better because when we see these newer ones, we've seen trailer or commercials and it's like, you kind of like know basically what's going to happen. Um, but these that we haven't seen a commercial for in 30 something years. Yeah. I, I was, I was three when this movie came out. So I don't even want, I don't know. Like I said, there, there would have been no TV commercials that I would have seen nothing because by the time I was like conscience, uh, conscious, you know, it was long past this movie. All right. Um, all right. So let's get into overall impressions. Um, Robbie, do you want to start since we both were going or do you want one of us to start? 
Um, you guys can start. Ready? Sure. Um, I was incredibly impressed by this movie. Um, I, I honestly, it's, it's, it's almost sad to say that this movie could have been made today and it would have hit the same. I mean, it just kind of goes to show you the state that a lot of these things are in, like some things have gotten better, but you know, the movie ending the way that it did um, with the police killing of a black man, uh, like that's, <laughs> you could have made this movie in 2020 and it and would have had the same message. So the fact that it holds up so well is impressive, but also kind of sad to see. Um, I love the ambiguity of the end of the movie. I love that it was essentially a tragedy that was built block by block. And, you know, there were a lot of lighthearted moments leading up to that, that end, but you know, the point was so well made and especially with the two quotes that end the movie that really, you know, it, it, it just hits home and it, and it makes you <laughs> going into the movie with the, with do the right thing. That moment with Demare and Spike when, or Mookie, when he says, you should always do the right thing. I don't know why I was expecting for the, there to be this moment of moral clarity at the end. I guess that's just, you know, you, the way I look at the world, like you, you wish it would have ended on a happy note, but it doesn't. And there is no right thing to do. And I think, like I said, the, the two quotes at the end of the movie make it very clear that there's, there's, what's the answer to this? You could say one way or the other, but either way it wouldn't have been satisfying. So I loved the movie besides the story. I mean, I just thought a lot of the shots were beautiful. The flame, the framing was great. Um, the music was cool. The original score done by Spike Lee's dad, Bill, um, just fantastic all around. Uh, I, I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but I, this movie hit home or not home, but like it, it hit me good at the, by the end. So I was very impressed with it. And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people say that this is his best work and without seeing more of Spike Lee's movies, you know, I agree with it as of now, I'd like to see some more, like I said, after 25th hour, but I could see why a lot of people regard this as his best work. Yeah. I mean, agree with everything you said, Benny, <clears throat> I feel like, um, again, not going in, uh, was awesome because I, I didn't think it was going to be like this powerful of a film. I honestly thought it was going to be like pretty lighthearted and especially how it began. Um, and a lot of, you know, the comedic parts and whatever, I was just like, all right, like, you know, maybe just like how many other stupid movies that it's like, oh, so-and-so learns his lesson and ends up with the girl and is now a good dad and is whatever. Like I kind of saw it like sort of heading in that direction. Um, but then for it to, to have the ending that it did um, was, was like super powerful. Um, I actually <clears throat> at the, for the first, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes, like I enjoyed it, but I was kind of like, eh, like I didn't love um, the the way the shots would switch at first, where it was like, and forgive my ignorance, but it's like, you know, regular 
movie shot. And then it almost was like in someone's face or like very personal and almost like like it was like a camcorder, you know, like something like that. And at first I was like, I don't know if I like this. But by the end, I loved every time that that would happen. And it just it just made it feel like very personal. Um, so, yeah, I agree with, you know, everything. I, I really liked this film a lot. I'm glad we I'm glad we picked it for the three. And I'm glad that the the voters voted this in. Yeah, going into like this is this was the one that I wanted to win. <clears throat> um, so I'm glad that this was it. Yeah, just like we said, everyone said it was good. I mean, Robbie said it, I think, multiple times that, you know, this was a good film. So uh, this is definitely the one I wanted to win. And it did. And it often the audience doesn't often vote with what I want to happen. So I'm glad this time it did. <laughs> Although I'm sure the other films are good, too. Robbie. Well, the audience doesn't often vote at all, so that's also it true. Really matter, so it doesn't was, matter. Uh, at all. In uh, was it Nevada today or yesterday where none of the above won? Yeah, in the primary. So, yeah, beat Nikki Haley. See, at least they're giving us something. <laughs> yeah. Our audience, maybe, nothing. They're maybe we'll at throw the ballot a, and throwing it away. Yeah, maybe we'll throw up a none of these candidates on our next <laughs> poll. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we're like the. Uh, the Oakland A's to the Las Vegas mayor. She was like, yeah, you know, see if they can find a stadium. Get get out of here. That's what people <laughs> want to do to us. But uh, yeah, I'm glad this movie won. Uh, obviously, Inside Man and I think Black Klansman are great films, but this is just a different film that's for somebody that hasn't watched this movie at all. And I'm, and I'm very glad it won. Um, I think the second time around hit me a little bit it differently than it did the first time. I'm not really sure how long ago I watched it, so it wasn't really. It was powerful, but I mean, the end the end scene was one of the most powerful things I've I've watched on a film in a long time, and it really hit me hard. And there's so many different emotions that you could take in that scene. So many people you could feel bad for, you could hate. Uh, it's just a lot of varying emotions. I think that's what Spike was trying to do in that scene. I mean, not that I've talked to him personally, but I I, I kind of believe that. Um, as far as the movie goes, it's just, it's just like, a, it's extremely emotional for me. And it's like, it's a powerful film. Um, I just think everybody in, in that was cast gave a great performance. I thought the pacing of the film was great. The editing was, was, was fantastic. It never felt slow or boring to me. Um, I'd love like the, the camera angles. Like I loved when I've never seen a camera angle where it was tilted. Right, so yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it was Rady Rahim when they tilted, almost tilted the camera angle when he came up uh, on one of the scenes, and I was like, wow, I never really saw that before. I, I thought that was was really great. And I think the up close and personal shots and speaking into the camera, right? That's uh, you see that every, you know, almost in every film nowadays. But back then, you really didn't see that. So I thought that was was a great thing to do, and it really kind of showed the emotions of each specific character, whether they were angry, happy, they were just fucking hot as hell and sweating. Um, I just loved it. I'm, I'm really glad that you guys were able to watch it because it's such an important film. And it's insane to me that it didn't even get nominated for Best Picture in a movie like Driving Miss Daisy won. But I understand why, right? That, you know, especially back then, it's just an insane insane thing to think of that this movie wasn't even nominated but it's a powerful movie man and the 
the love hate message is such a such a powerful thing because there were so many characters in this movie that loved each other, but they also had that underlying hatred for whether it was for a race or for a person, but it was a, a mixture of that. And Benny, your point was good because you can interpret that do the right thing in many ways in this movie. Did Spike throw in the, the trash can? Like, was that the right thing to do? Maybe for him it was, and maybe for Sal and those guys it wasn't. So it's a, it's a, it's, I guess the way you interpret it is, is a good thing, but I love this movie. I thought it was great. I, I, it's, it's definitely my favorite Spike, Spike Lee movie. And, uh, I'm just happy that both of you got to watch it. Well, to your point, and, and I, I pulled this quote from Reddit because I, I went to see like kind of like discussions about the movie. And this is from a guy named Motobox on Reddit. And he said that, uh, I think the final quotes from MLK and Malcolm X fully answer the question. It's a paradox. The paradox of American civil rights. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mookie always took the high road. And then he hit back at an intolerable and unacceptable system. And that was, that was kind of the thing that I read that was like, yeah, there, if you're, if your conversation after this movie is, did he do the right thing? Like, Oh, that you, you missed the point, I think. And, and, you know, I'm glad none of the three of us kind of mentioned that like, Oh, did he do the right thing? No, you see both sides of it. And, those two quotes at the end, like I said, and like he said in his comment, just kind of show you two guys that really respected each other, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, both had different ideas of how to fight fight the power. You know, I hate to use, you know, the pun there, but it's and that the, the thing that took took me from that quote or the comment was the the damned if you do, damned if you don't. You can turn the other cheek and it becomes you know, it's been a hundred years of turning the other cheek for some people and things still don't seem like they're getting better or are getting better quick enough. And if you fight back, you're labeled a thug, you're labeled, you know, as a gangster. And, you know, you, you saw what happened after George, George Floyd and it was, oh, these people are rioting and that's not how you handle things. But yet couple people get their pants in a knot about who won or lost the election, storm the, the capital of our government, and they're like just upset. And, you know, that that's why I think this movie hits so much harder today, if it's possible. I, I don't know. It's not my experience to say whether or not it does or it doesn't. But just looking at it through that lens after everything we went through recently, um, I don't know. It just hit really hard for me. Yeah. I just I just felt bad for Sal. <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> but that's well, as a other... white man in America. Um let me talk about that. No. Uh you know, it was it like you said it 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 if you're gonna get upset and at, at Mookie for throwing the garbage can through there and you're asking, well, why'd he do that for? And like you said, you're kind of missing the entire point. And I, and I swear to God, I think I'm not. I, I, I think I listened to a podcast about it, but I think like Spike Lee said that a lot of the people that ask him, like, why did he do it? Why would why did Mookie throw the trash can? Were mainly like white people. Yep. So yeah. like they don't really, you know, get the get the entire point of 
of why it was done. But and, and I think what's so like what was so masterful about it too is how much they not that not that I'm I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, but how empathetic they make you feel towards Sal towards the end of the movie. Like he kind of is the voice of reason with his kids a lot of the time. You know, he has that whole couple those couple of monologues where he talks about how he's not leaving the neighborhood. These these kids grew up on his food. They've never done anything to me. And, you know, even that when him and Mookie meet at the end of the movie and he goes into that, you know, he's screaming at Mookie like you. Yeah, I mean, you I understand from Mookie's point and you see how personal it is for Sal. And and that's what I think, like I said, you know, it just it was so well done in that sense where you do see both sides of it. And, you know, I, I, I think, too, it hits people hard because Mookie seems so like blase throughout the whole movie, like nothing bothers him. He's just going to, you know, bugging out, gets into the fight in the in the pizzeria and he kind of pulls him out. And he's like, dude, you can't act like that. And for him to be the one that sets everything off at the end there, you know, it's it's in you to kind of want a happy resolution to it. But the movie's so much better that it isn't. And, it, you know, it ends the way that it does. I saw I was reading an article that called it um, like a Rorschach test because it's like you can interpret it in so many different ways and um, like sort of like Robbie joking before, but like the way that sometimes people interpret it, you can be like you can infer certain things about them because of that, like, oh, so you care about uh play class window rather than a human life like like you know stupid stuff like that um and i to go back to what what one of you guys were talking about with um with what spike lee was oh robbie when you're saying how spike lee says like mainly the people that ask him about the garbage can of white people um there's also i don't know if you saw this a theory that um mookie throws the garbage can to actually save sal and the boys and spike lee was like no he was pissed off that his friend was just murdered. Um, but he didn't like completely shut it down. He was like, you know, I'm glad that it is sparking debate because yeah. you could argue that that's why he did it. But I'll go with the filmmaker to like, what his intentions were, I guess. But yeah, it's it's so open for interpretation, just like, you know, every single character is like no one is 100 percent right or 100% wrong everyone is gray except maybe Mookie's sister maybe uh, I mean even one or two others Demare I mean you know yeah. he, he's got his issues but yeah he has no hate for anybody and he, he's one of the few people in the movie that you kind of get that feeling from right um alright should we do plum scores let's do it does anyone want to start? Not me, no. Not me. No? No, I want to hear you guys. Ryan, would you like to? Yeah, I can start. Um, so I think um I'm gonna go eight point two. Um, I really liked it. Um I like the conversation that it causes. I like the conversation we're gonna have. Um 
I'm super glad we watched it. Um, I don't think personally I would put it in like the nines, tens. Um, like I really liked it a lot, but I don't know. I, I'm probably n never going to watch it again. I, I don't think like maybe I, maybe I will. I like, it wasn't bad. I just, it's not a movie that where I would put it as a nine something or whatever, because I want to watch it like every other week or every single time it's on, I want to watch it. And that could just be like, I don't connect with it as much as other people do fine. But 8.2 again, really liked it. Thought it was a strong film. Um, Glad, I'm glad we watched it. So, you know, I, I was kind of tearing myself up about my score for 25th hour. I think I gave it an eight flat. And, you know, part of the reason I said that was because <laughs> <laughs> how dare you. Uh, it's because I said I, I wanted to see more Spike Lee movies and I really enjoyed 25th hour, but I wanted to see kind of what else he had to offer. And I, you know what, like looking back on it, I'm glad I gave it that score because this movie is just to me so poignant, so great. Um, so I, I gave it a nine flat just because I thought, I think it's such an important movie. Um, and I think it, it, it should be talked about more and I feel like it should have been brought up more during all the, like you mentioned earlier, all the stuff we went through, the last few years and I'm surprised that it hasn't, or maybe I just missed that part of the conversation, but I give it a nine because I, I think it's a classic movie and it, it's, it's something that Americans should see. Um, and yeah, I think it belongs uh, as a highly regarded movie. I don't think that you missed anything. I, I don't think there was, it's really hardly ever been brought up as far as like, especially during like what happened during the pandemic in 2020s. I don't, I, I never heard anything like referencing the movie or things like that. I think it should, cause I think it still holds up to that. I think it's the best movie about, I guess, race relations and, you know, things like that. I feel like it really is the prominent movie about that, just the way it was done because the entire movie is just, you know, people just busting each other's balls the entire time on a, on a hot day. And then everything just escalates at the end. And then the end just flips the movie from something that was funny and serious to something that was extremely emotional and terrifying. And that continues to happen. You know, it didn't happen in 1989. It was happening in 1920s, Jim Crow South. Like these things were happening and they still happen. It doesn't matter. It's, 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 I feel like it, it never will stop, but yeah. Anyway, off that tangent. See, I gave 25th hour 9.3. I mean, it's tough to me. I, I, I really love 25th hour, but this movie has such a different meaning to it. And I didn't want to give it a nine, but I'm going to have to tie, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to tie it. We're going to sound like a hypocrite if I like 25th hour. So I'm going to have to tie it with 25th hour to 9.3. I really enjoyed this movie a lot the second time around. I, I thought it was it was amazing. And um, it's something I'll continue to watch. I thought it was brilliantly done. And I think it is a masterpiece. I really do. The, the, for the type of movie it was, it, it, it hits you on so many different levels throughout the two hours. You're laughing, you know, you're angry, 
you don't know who to like, who to get pissed off at. You're emotional. You're upset at various different people. You don't know how to think at the end, you know, with uh, the death and then the riots and things like that. So it's 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 a movie that makes you think. And, and I love movies like that. Yeah, I felt like I was thinking about it the whole rest of the night after I was done. Like I said, you know, I was on Reddit looking up discussions about it. So for me, that automatically puts it higher up on my list. I was looking at stuff at 345 when I was up with my kid. It was awesome. <laughs> at least it gave me something to do. <laughs> nice. Uh, he didn't do the right thing. I'll tell you that right now. He didn't He didn't no, do the right thing at all. He did not. He did not. Um, but I still love him. That's okay. Um, I love hate. Love hate. Love hate relationship. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So should we get into um scenes and characters? What do you guys want to yeah. do first? Let's do characters first. Okay. Let's start with favorite characters. Does anyone want to start with favorite character? I feel like I've been going first a lot lately, so I would like to defer. Okay. I can go if you want. Yeah, go ahead. My man, my favorite character is none other than Mr. Bugging Out. I love him. John Carlos Rosito killed this role. Uh, so many different layers to this character, I feel like. Um, you know, he wants to be, I feel like he wants to be a decent human being, but a part of me feels like he wants to be this activist type figure. Um, always trying to cause cause problems, maybe some racial problems. But I just love the way he played the character. There's so many points where he's freaking out at the pizzeria, and even even when he gets his Jordan scuffed, how he think he's this big tough guy, but then he won't do anything. You know, he just continue to, to 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 yell at the dude, but you know, won't cause any kind of altercation like that. I just thought he had, like I said, so many layers to his characters. He basically starts the whole the whole ride and 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 Rady Rahim's death, just getting mad at at Sal for not having any African Americans on the wall of fame. But uh I don't know, man. He, he you could tell in this movie, I think, how much a, a better actor he was than anybody in this film, I think. Um and you see that as good as he's been in Breaking Bad, I think he stole the show in Breaking Bad and even Better Call Saul. Like he's such a great actor that I love every time he's on the scene. And I think he was phenomenal in this movie. And I think that he was the best actor in this movie. And there's a lot of characters in there, brought a lot of depth and a and a lot of uh, you know, layers to that character. But I think he was he was one of the best. And I completely forgot about the other guy. And now I'm pissed off because I thought he was the best as well. And it was a <laughs> neck and neck for the both of them. And I completely forgot about him. So I'm pissed off now. It's <laughs> it's so weird seeing Giancarlo Esposito as a young man like I, I, for me at least because Breaking Bad was my introduction to him and he was just this you know straight laced very serious dude and to see you know I've seen pictures of him in this role but to see it live and and watch it it was it was a treat to watch yeah it's also great in The Boys and um, The Mandalorian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ryan, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, there's a lot. I'm sure we're going to do a lot of Ani Menches, Um, because there's a lot of characters to like. 
in this film. Um, I'm going to go chalk, I think, though, and go with Mookie. I mean, first off, the name Mookie is fantastic. Benny, I know you love it. You know, Mookie Wilson. But just, I don't know what it is, but I just love saying it. Mookie. I don't know. Um, but he at first, at first, I was like, should they have casted Spike? In it? Or, or like, should Spike have casted himself, I guess, in this role? Because um, at first, I was like, oh, I feel like maybe someone could have done it better. And maybe that's true. But by the and looking at the whole movie i loved him in this he like i think i think it was you benny that said he comes off as like blase or just like lackadaisical like not super passionate about things um but like looking at the whole film he just comes across as such a complex character and um someone that you no, maybe did something wrong, but also you like want to justify it for them um, because you like that character so much. Um, but, you know, he probably could have been a little more hardworking and not screwing off and sleeping with Rosie Perez maybe during <laughs> deliveries. But Can you blame I mean, <laughs> your girlfriend's Rosie Perez probably going to take some time to hang out with her. <laughs> Uh, I was like the first couple minutes of his performance. I was like, Oh, was this the right choice here? That's what um, I was thinking. But like, yeah, like you mentioned by the end of the movie, I was all in, like there were some things, obviously he's not a trained actor, probably right. like there's some things that are missing, like facial expressions and stuff like that. But he did a very good job with it. And I'm glad that you picked him. I, I feel like a lot of the times that he, wasn't a good actor in this role were like the I don't know a better way to say it, but like the non-important scenes and not to say that there were scenes that weren't important but like they weren't emotional in any way like it was almost kind of like he just like went through the motions to get through the scene but like any scene that needed emotion or you know seriousness or anything like that he I thought did really well in it and yeah by the end I was you know, all in um, on Mookie. So, like you said, there's just so many people to pick from, but the character I want to talk about and kind of put a spotlight on was Bill Nunn as Radio Rahim. Like, that character in so many movies, that intimidating dude, like I'm thinking about Tiny Lester and Friday, like, sorry to bring up that name, but... It's like he's one note is just intimidating guy that's on, right. you know, that's on the screen. And there was depth to his character. And I love that about him. Even that whole love hate speech that he gives while it's a little crazy. It's a really good speech. You get to see his personality. Um, you know, I, I chuckled to myself when he's in the store, the, uh, the that is, that's owned by the Koreans and he's getting <laughs> new batteries I didn't realize that's where Kanye got that line for his song. The D's motherfucker D's Rosie Perez. <laughs> like that's where I was like, Oh, okay. I, I was like, that's, that's funny. Um, but yeah, you know, and by the, even when he's causing trouble with the boom box, eventually he turns it off at, at Sal's. Um, and when you get later on, when him and bugging out are hanging out, outside talking about the boycott he says man he didn't even just all he had to do was say please um 
I don't know. I, I for some reason I just loved his character and was really upset that you know the last thing on my mind watching this movie was that someone was going to get killed by the police and it ends up being him and it's just the way he's not necessarily the main character but he is an essential character that's you know wo woven throughout the whole movie you see him walking by in scenes that he's not in um and then him being that figure that sparks everything off at the end i just love that character and i love what they did with it in real life he's a huge asshole though is he really no i just mean a person that plays loud music oh yeah yeah, go, yeah 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 oh, yeah please, I hate that's how you, that's how you know he did a good job yeah because i liked him because yeah, if that right. if he was on the subway i'd oh. be pissed oh the worst. Oh, i would have did this i would have did the same thing fucking sal did i would have blasted his <laughs> radio to out of space if he came in and was pumping it <laughs> Um, Ani Menches? So many. Um, so many. I'll go with my namesake, Sweet Dick Willie. Rest in peace, Robin Harris. The best. The dad from uh, House Party. Gone too soon. Uh, some of the most funniest moments in this movie is from him. Talking about Mike Tyson. Talking about it's never too hot for sex. Some of my best sex is on a humid day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just brought so much, so much uh, humor to his character and also some seriousness as well at the end but he's hilarious in his movie the three of them shout out frankie Faison yep. from uh coming to america so oh, yeah. uh yeah i mean just a a great character a great side character in this movie all right so i went dark because i forgot uh to where the whole day i was talking about i was thinking about that but sorry i had to do a little Outfit change to put the Jackie Robinson shirt on. Yeah, go. we could have got more viewers with the fucking with the nip slip. I know. Look at this. Uh, um, I gotta go as with my Annie Mench for Danny Aiello. Man, he killed it. And he was another one in the beginning of the movie that I was like, mm, I don't know if I love this guy in this movie, but by the time he gave those monologues that I was talking about earlier, I was like, this dude fucking killed it in this movie and you felt the passion you felt you know the fact that he started from nothing in that neighborhood he appreciated the neighborhood that he was in and he just had a lot of pride in what he did and i, I thought his acting performance was great okay you i mean awesome yeah i was gonna no, say sorry. even whether you like the characters or not but uh, his two sons were, I mean, John Turturro, great. Like they, Amazing. everyone did such a good job with their roles. There was very rarely, like, a weak actor in, in the roles. I mean, maybe there was a handful, and we'll get to that in least favorite, but a lot of strong performances in this film. I know I was pissed off. I was about the best actor in the movie, but John Turturro was right up there with Giancarlo Esposito. I mean. What a fantastic performance, man. Everything about him was great in this movie. He really, really delivered. And uh I love his character. Dan Aiello too. I I don't I don't know if Aiello got nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. He did. Uh, I think he, did, yeah, right? he was the only person. Which is bullshit because he should have won. I thought he was fantastic in this movie. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, the emotion that he showed um at the end of the movie, talking about how he, he built this place with his bare hands. I I mean I that was really powerful. Um, I love when he uh, 
was basically telling what's him up yours and he almost threw his shoulder out every time he was here. <laughs> <laughs> so I so, love that part. It made me laugh. The win uh it was him, it's actor in a supporting role. Him, Dan Aykroyd for driving Miss Daisy, Marlon Brando, Dry White Season, Martin Landau, Crimes and Misdemeanors, and the winner was Mr. Denzel Washington for Glory. Oh, forget about it. Glory. Forget I take everything back. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing movie. That's a that's a great uh like group right there. Um who else? I mean Ozzy Davis, the mayor, loved you know, loved him. Uh there was a few points in the beginning where I was like, this guy's fucking annoying. Like it's not it's not in real life an old drunk just walking around and talking to everybody, annoying. But <laughs> by the end and in this film, fantastic. I mean, Mother Sister, fantastic. Ruby D. Um, who else? I'm just now. I'm looking at the cast. I mean, so many people are good. Samuel L. Rosie Perez. Oh, please. Fantastic. Um, the the mayor just wanted some some highlights, bro. That's all he wanted. Just want it's the champagne <laughs> and beers. That. Of course, I felt yeah. That. <laughs> um actually i wanted to throw out an, a non-person character that i thought was in integral to this movie and that was the heat the hot weather oh they'll make anyone crazy part. yeah i want to shout um, out my favorite borough brooklyn what's your favorite borough? no queens because i my two favorite people are in queens <laughs> Uh, let me give a shout out to. I couldn't think of two other people fast enough that also. Live I know me neither. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> I moved on. Uh, Roger Guvener. Oh, the when... Guvenator. Yeah, the the Governor <laughs> uh, Smith as Smiley. Um, that was just that was such a cool character, and the way that it was mixed in, and I loved it. Uh, I went to the we went to the Spike Lee exhibit this week and they had one of those pictures that he had drawn on on the wall there. Um, so that was cool to see. Didn't get to see. I, I kind of didn't look too much at the the stuff from this movie in the exhibit because, again, I, I like going in fresh to movies and it was really just a lot of props and stuff like that. Like I, I saw that they had the pizzeria shirt on the wall and stuff like that. So it was it was real cool. But yeah, shout out to Smiley. I kind of want one of those pictures. Two bucks, what a steal. Really? Bad. Not a lot you can get for two bucks these days. No. Um, all right. Any other Ani Menches? Nope. Let's uh let's move on to least favorite characters. Um who just went last, Benny? Yeah. Uh, my least favorite character uh, outside of the cop that, you know, choked out my dude, Radio Rahim, uh, is Richard Edson as Vito. I just feel like he was a little off the mark with everybody else. I feel like everybody else kind of outdid him. There was just some lines that he didn't deliver great and not super believable to me. So he's my pick for least favorite. I kind of got the impression he was like a little, um, uh, for lack of a better word, slow. Like that, it was like purposeful the way he mm. was acting. Okay, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that that's ever been said. That was just the the vibe I got. That like, you know, almost 
um, was insulted uh, by Mookie trying to like befriend him and like take him under his wing a little bit because he felt very protective of him uh, mm. because something was like a little off, but maybe it was just, yeah, it could have just been, you know, it, thinking about that, it kind of makes the scene in the, the refrigerator make a little bit more sense with how forceful uh, he is like uh, John Tutoro is with him where it's almost like, you know, you're not getting it. Like I need to, to tell you exactly what you need to do. Cause you're not smart enough to understand. So yeah. I like that theory. Yeah. But it also as well could have just been his. Um, I don't, I don't want to say this, like him not going back at John Turturro could have been more like that. He was conflicted because he disagrees with um, his like racism and thoughts of, you know, the community that they're in, but loves him as a brother and didn't really know how to like respond or go back yeah. at him like that. So I, I don't know. I, I think, I think I'm making more of this character than necessary, but whatever. Um, Who, who's your least favorite? Ryan? Um, There's not there was not a lot of characters that were my least favorite. Um I'm going to go with just for lack of a better choice. I'm going to go with Martin Lawrence just cuz I don't know, he was annoying. <laughs> like he was just like an annoying kid like that just I don't know. Like listen. Of course, of course what happened at Sal's at the end of the night with Radio Rahim and uh, bugging out. Terrible on both sides. But there's nothing fucking worse than when you're about to lock the door and go home at a restaurant or a bar and a bunch of people showing up and wanting food or drinks. The fucking worst. So I'll just give yeah. it to, to him just for being part of that crew. That one hurt my soul. <laughs> oh, there's and that, nothing and, worse than and, that. Again, though, that's like what made that that scene so heartbreaking is like Sal's like, nah, let him in, man. These kids love my yeah, pizza. They just want a couple slices. And then just how fucking quickly it goes south and how much, especially, you know, after Sal says what he says, those those three are like, what did you, you know, and they yeah. become, you know, super hateful towards Sal after that. And, you know, deservedly so. In that yeah, moment. justifiably so. I, I think... I don't know. There's a lot of nuance to to a lot of the characters, but speaking about Sal in particular, like I don't know if I think that he is like like racist. I think he said a lot of those things out of anger, but maybe he is also racist. I don't. I don't know. Um, I feel like, I and I, I'm not by any means like excusing it, no. but you got to think that a guy like Sal, there's more of an excuse for him to have certain views than his son, Be you know, than Vito does because Sal probably on... grew up in a time where right. it was, you know, it was real bad. Like you could just say that stuff and you know, the, it was, you know, not liked, but they just took it. Right. And whereas Vito is, 
in a in a later era and should know better. And not that again, I'm not excusing what Sal said, but I think that there's probably some built-in stereotypes already there. But he's also the first one to be like, no, these people love my food. I love cooking for them. I'm not moving because I'm a part of the community, whether I live here or not. Right. I don't know. I mean, you could get real like th thinking that he is sinister in that, well, he saw a market for food where he could make money. So he's profiting off of this community but doesn't actually give a shit about them. He's just there for the money. Or you could go where I think they're actually presenting his character as he feels like he's part of the community, even if he doesn't live there, like you said, um, yeah. and is not doesn't have like hate in his heart. He just it was a bad situation and things he, got he, out of hand. Yeah. And he doesn't have hate in his heart as much as like you hear all the time where people say it's just that inherent thing that's built into your brain and as soon as he gets pushed then that word comes out because it's right. there he may you know when he sits and thinks about it rationally no there's no difference between them and me we're just right. all trying to get by they love my food whatever but inherently when he gets pushed to that all then all that like deep-seated stuff that's probably not even his fault like i said it's probably just a product of when and how he was brought up, it comes out, you know, in his weakest moment. Very possible. Um, who's next? Least favorite. Yeah, my least favorite character is uh Sweet Mother. She stunk, she was annoying, she was shit out of me. Uh her crying, her screaming at the end really Yeah, really I didn't just, get that. that. That was so over the top and so uncalled for it, it just it just was a little little too much for me i'm like what is she doing what she's like I, I i didn't get that entire just going crazy like that i understand it but we could have toned it down a little bit as far as the acting wise i'm not saying what <laughs> happened was justified i'm just saying her acting stunk and All i right. could say that because her acting did stink so um yeah i thought they were uh, going to show like the fire spread to her apartment the way she was like flipping out yeah, me too. I'm like, what? What is she doing? And then she was like, the mayor was just trying to put some moves on her. Like, chill out, <laughs> chill out, uh, uh, sweet mother, whatever your name is. Like, mother yeah, sister, he's a drunk sister, mother, mother sister. sister, sister, mother, mother, sister, brother, father. Um, but shout out to them anyway, Ruby, Ruby D and Ozzy Davis, real life couple. Yeah, so married yeah. in real life. Married in real life. Then you could see the tension and hatred on. I was and, um, it, Sorry, that's why it worked so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, sweet mother, um, mother sister. She, uh, it was just the acting for me, and uh, you know me, I hold my actors and actresses to high regards. And uh, if you ain't cutting it, you ain't making my favorite list. There. Do we have any? Ani Menches. Ani Menches. I mean, I don't think so. The garbage can that went through uh, South Pizzeria. <laughs> Truly diabolical. Let's yeah. let's discuss. Was it the right thing or not the right thing? <laughs> I like how he took the lid off and the garbage bag out and just so it could be an empty can. <laughs> well, that's what, you know, 
it, it's funny that you bring that up. It, it really shows you, and maybe I'm looking too deep into it, how calculated that was from right. Mookie. Like it wasn't just spur of the moment. Like I'm going to freak out. Like, yeah, like, like just he, grab whatever's close. Yeah. He like thought about it. You know, right. he, 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 he knew what he was doing when he did it. He was like polite enough to not mess up someone else's garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's still like a tough that's that's such a a uh tough not thing to digest but a tough thing to like think about and come up with a, a conclusion and to really understand again who's right and who's wrong in that situation it's just a, it's a tough thing to come to grips with and, and grasp i feel like because you feel bad for so many different people on so many different levels that you don't know, not where your emotions lie, but like, not even whose side you're on, but it's just a tough thing to come to grips with. Like, man, I, Mookie, what the hell? And then, well, Sal, you're a fucking idiot. And then Raheem, turn the fucking radio off and and bugging out. Who cares about a wall of fame? Just enjoy the yeah. pizza. Like, all the right. things like that. Like, all these things that come together and boil it. it you know, just like a big melting pot that just come together and explode. And that's what happens in real life with with shit like this i know and i think the the worst part about what happens in real life lately is like you're saying like everyone need feels like or the media and a lot of people are pushing it on to you that you do have to pick a side like you're either team this or team that you're team sal or team rahim or whatever where like you're saying robbie you're completely right like there's there's so many factors to this being a shitty situation that there's a lot of people that are wrong. And like, I don't know if you, there even is anyone who's right. It's just a lot of wrong things and wrong people and wrong things said, but yeah, like how could it, it, I feel like any sane person, you can't really pick a side here. There is no sides. I mean, there, I don't know. I guess you could make the argument that there is, but it's, yeah, I don't think a lot of people did wrong things. It, it's a lot of this could have been solved by everybody. Just take a breath, relax, figure it out. Well, you know, bugging out, explain what you want in a nice manner. Yeah. Instead of yelling. Sal, Sal, don't freak the fuck out about the music. I know it's loud. Talk to the guy, Raheem, you know, and all that stuff. But, uh, and I think that that's what this, this movie did. So mass masterfully is built that, confrontation brick by brick the whole time like there was something a little bit here and a little bit there that got sprinkled in and it's a thousand fucking degrees and nobody's got air conditioning and just all that stuff by the time you get to that point is just it's like boiling um and then you know it would have been enough to have that fight but then you have that that other chaos agent of the police killing raheem that just that's when you're like, all right, I see what's going on with Mookie. It's like, dude, this, yeah, this was out of control, but like, this is what we also have to deal with on top of all of it. Like, even if there was a right side in the argument between Sal and Raheem, like, and 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 Mookie says it at the end, like, yeah, okay, your fucking pizzeria burnt down. Who gives a shit? You're going to get the insurance money for it. This dude is dead. And, right. you know, conveniently... 
everybody on on your quote-unquote side is still alive and you're all going to be fine but this guy's fucking dead he was my friend he meant something to this community and that's what pushes mookie over the edge and you know i kind of feel like again it's a shitty thing to happen but you understand where it's coming from radio did almost kill my man salo as well just saying so true (laughs) <laughs> he had his hands around his neck but yeah it's a tough it's a tough uh, a tough thing to kind of digest because you feel bad for people and that's only human nature to feel bad for you know obviously somebody losing their life is worse than somebody losing their shop but it is sad different aspects of it both things can be sad obviously one is more sad than the other but it is, like I said, it's that's why that's what makes the movie so great because it's such a difficult situation to be in, and you don't know how you would react in that situation, or you don't know what it's like to live that type of life as an African American man, you know, or a woman. You, you never step foot in their shoes, and, and what it's like to deal with those type of injustices. So, yeah, it's just a movie that makes you think, and that's why I love it. But that, that's why that one line. You know, when everything else is is going on, like right before Mookie sets everything off is I forget who said it, um, but he's like, we're not even safe in our own neighborhood. And like, that's the thing, you know, that's the feeling that I'm sure all these people have. And, you know, that's what eventually leads to, you know, everybody freaking out. Pardon me. Quite all right. Um, scenes. Let's go to scenes. All right. Um, least favorite first. Sure, I can go first with that one. Okay. My least favorite scene was one that gave me the ick a little bit, okay. and it was right in the beginning of the movie where Mookie is all up in his sister's business. That's right. <laughs> That was when I first saw that movie. I'm like, oh, that's his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And what makes it even a little more ick is that's his sister in real life. So, you know, because then I was like, all right, well, you know what? At least it's an actress and it's like not really a sister. And then as the movie's going on, I'm like, that kind of looks like Spike Lee. And yeah, so that that gave me the ick a little bit. It was a little bit too close. But hey, I mean, people's relationships with their brother and sister, you know, no two are the same. Just maybe, I, I not you know what? Listen, I'm averse to touch from a lot of people, so maybe that's just my baggage. That's your emotional baggage. I try to hug you all the time, and you, you ick me away. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm an awkward person. <laughs> I'm gonna purposefully hug you now. I don't mind a hug, especially if it's somebody that I I care for or like. But when it's like acquaintances. Or like, yeah, I've seen this person once and I never know what to do with people. I'm like, kiss on the cheek, hug. Am I high-fiving? Am I fist bumping? What are we doing here? Um, And I also make it awkward with friends sometimes because I love the hug, but I also love the the dap and then bring it in for the hug. And the people are always like, no, 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 we're hugging. I'm like, yeah, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Yeah, exactly. Get to that part. So, um, yeah, I'm just an awkward person. We all like, like this that. video if you're awkward too. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your awkward friends. Oh, but you're yeah. awkward, so you probably don't have a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Robbie, you want to go? You want me to? 
Yes, I'll um I didn't have a lot of least favorite scenes. Yeah, obviously the 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 death was a uh uh a bad scene and an emotional scene, but I'm gonna keep it on a lighter note and say my least favorite scene is when Pino was slight uh slicing the pizza. If you <laughs> noticed him slicing the pizza, he didn't slice the pizza. He didn't even dig in there. He was just like because the budget was so bad that they couldn't slice pizzas. They like needed to keep the pizzas. They needed to keep the pizzas. But uh John Totoro, man, come on. Slice your pizzas right. Disgusting. You're embarrassing the Italian American community. Take your name off. Take take your picture off the wall of fame at sales. <laughs> What'd you think since you know you guys are both Italian? Well, just by looks alone. What'd you think of that pizza? How'd it look to you? Oh, Shingats. It did, right? <laughs> disgusting. Too much cheese and the crust was suddenly like disgusting. You're muted. Sorry, because uh, I was off on a little tangent there. But as okay. soon as I saw that, the pizza with the toppings on it, I was like, disgusting. Yeah. And then when I saw that craft bottle of Parmesan cheese on the counter, I was like, this is not. They had craft? I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, green? The yeah. I was like, Sal, you can get away with that in that neighborhood. But come, you know, go go to Bensonhurst where you guys are from. That, that shit ain't going to fly. You know what? I forgot about the crafts. You know what? I'm actually happy that that place got burned down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I would have did it myself. <laughs> but I did love the um, the drink, whatever it was. In uh, it reminded me of an old, a, a nice little deli with the the yeah. uh, the drink in. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. In like that punch. clear plastic thing. Yeah, yeah. just completely yeah. flowing like like Niagara Falls. Please, I was <laughs> I was in heaven. But yeah, that pizza was that pizza was. Shingas. That reminds me of a pizza I get over here in 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 the, in in town. Disgusting. From, from Brunello's. There you go. I was gonna. I don't <laughs> want to say the name. <laughs> I don't want to say the name, but you got it. You nailed it. Uh, do better, babe. Yeah, please. <laughs> I thought. I think their pizza is pretty decent. It's not. It's mm. not the best, but it's. I wouldn't say that it is Shingas. But it's... I mean, when you be, when you've been around a world like me, I mean. Come on, please. That's true. You are a world traveler, unlike myself. <laughs> Listen, if I had Brunello's when I was in LA, uh, I would have been in heaven. Yeah. But there are so many other places in that area that, you know, I'd rather drive the extra five minutes. I think I would say personally that it's maybe the second best in that area. Because most of the pizza in that area stinks. You got to drive. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? From a, town, from a town you grew up in. How dare you? <laughs> it's not my and fault. You, and you consider yourself 13% Italian. How dare you? <laughs> I'm, listen, according to you, that equals full-blooded. Yeah, anything over 10% is FBI. Yes. Um. All right, anyway. My, uh, Miley's favorite scene, right? Mm -hmm. Um. I'm going to continue... Kind of add on to yours a little bit, Benny, with uh, the ick. And that's when <clears throat> Sal was clearly hitting on uh, Mookie's sister. I thought mm. that was inappropriate and gross. I agree. Yeah, very much so. Um, Any Ani matches? No, I really don't have an Ani match for least favorite. 
Oh, wait, I had I do have one and maybe it should have been my choice instead of the last one. That's fine. Whatever. The fucking guy that's driving in a convertible. Oh, Frank Vincent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of his name. Why the fuck would you go down the street when they got the fire hydrant open thinking that kids are going to not spray you? When you yeah. come up and are like, who fucking spray me? Like, <laughs> of any any teenager anywhere in any suburb, r- urban, rural community is going to spray your fucking ass. It's And specifically because you made such a big deal of it. Right. Like, you, you're just pushing the buttons there. If you would have, like, maybe casually slowed down in front of it and, you know. Yeah. Maybe the kids are like, like All right, hey, get I didn't want to get my car wet. Sorry, you know, whenever, whenever you get a sec, I'll, yeah, I'll go through. or and go because, to fucking turn down all the block. Yeah, because he came in hot like that, he, he made his own bed. Yeah, you get what you pay for. Mo and Joe on the run. <laughs> That's <all> right. <laughs> Stupid ass. Um. All right, so then let's move on and do favorites. Um. Oh, I got to go first. Um, yeah. Snake draft, yeah. baby. Snake draft. Snake draft. It's what what is this? Our 50th show, and I'm I still forget. <laughs> um I re- I I really don't want to pick chalk twice, but I'm gonna because my brain's not working properly. And it is my favorite part of the movie, and that's the end. Um it's such a powerful scene. Um, it makes the whole movie better. Um and it, it makes you think, you know, it's not my favorite in that it's my most enjoyable. Of course, it's just my favorite scene in the whole film. It's just that good. It's what makes a movie great. Right. It, it really is like without that scene, that movie is is good, but I'd say forgettable. That that ending really makes it um, really makes it strong. Yeah. Rob. Uh, it's tough when I have a lot on here. Um, I'm gonna have to go with. So the ending was what? 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 What do you say? What? What do you consider the, um, the uh, entire so, thing? So yeah, the last 45 minutes. Now, <laughs> I'd say to to not take up too much of the movie. I'll say the you know the incident at the pizzeria. Okay. Uh, damn it. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with the um, Mookie and Pino scene discussing Pino's favorite entertainers. Oh, that that's a good one. <laughs> I took it. You took it. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, and I wasn't going to take it, but I knew I just had a sixth <laughs> sense. Um, Got him. I love that scene because, um, you know, as I... <laughs> And it's crazy. I feel like a lot of, I'm not going to say racist people, but I feel like a lot of people who have animosity towards a different color of people, I feel like all their favorite entertainers are like of a different race, right? I feel like, I feel like for the state of Alabama, I'm not, if you're listening, sorry, but they're potentially very racist, a lot of those people, but they love Alabama football and probably a lot of their favorite players are African-Americans. Anyway, that's a tangent on another level. But I just love that scene because as much as Pino is, you know, frustrated with 
Mookie or anybody else are bugging out. He loves those type of entertainers, you know, Michael Jack Prince, Michael Jackson, Eddie Murphy, all stuff like that. So I thought it was a great scene. You get the Quentin Tarantino steal of the Sicilians with the hair and that scene. I thought I, I love that just to really dig into to Pino. Um and uh shout out shout out to Sicilians out there. And then you get the 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 famous monologue um that was you know done over again in 25th hour of you know pino ripping on the african-americans mookie ripping on the whites korean guy i think ripping on jewish people jewish, i think yeah yeah i thought it was well done and i think something you've never seen like back then 1989 it probably probably pissed off a lot of people and a lot of people are probably angry about that so uh yeah i thought it was a, i thought it was a great uh a great scene and man what a time to be alive in 89 what a dollar 50 50 pack of smokes <laughs> um great choice and I, I love too when he's like and who's your favorite musical artist and he doesn't say anything and Mookie just goes Prince and then Pino comes back with it's Bruce <laughs> Bruce <laughs> he's like nah it's Prince yeah, um, it's Prince shut up uh, my favorite scene I'm gonna go with uh, I'll keep it lighthearted and go with the Scuff Jordan scene. That and... was really my, my, my <laughs> swish at the end, last minute. Um, just because of, again, the buildup and then how they're all in his face. You know, he's got the Larry Bird shirt on. And, you know, one of the most underrated lines of the movies, movie is when he's like, ah, oh, he paid $100 for those. And you see a guy in the back. He's like, he should get 100 fists for that or 100 hands for that. <laughs> Um, just like the whole, the way everybody's like ganging up on him and the guy standing his ground and just how it ends with, he's like, you know, go back to Massachusetts. And he turns around, he's like, I was born in Brooklyn. And everybody's Aww. just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> just all in, all in sync together. It was just so good. And it was, you know, like I said, a nice lighthearted moment, uh, in the movie. Does someone go Sorry. ahead, Robbie? No, go ahead. I, I was going to say, does someone say to bugging out like in the crowd, like you look like shit now because like <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's is Yeah, yeah. And the one guy is like, he's like, oh, I was a hundred bucks. Another guy's like, hundred and eight with tax, man. <laughs> I was trying to find uh, maybe I shouldn't let you guys go because that was the line I was going to say. The dollar eight, <laughs> I mean, hundred and eight. There's a Martin Lawrence say, man, you those wait. I forgot what Mark Lawrence says in that scene. I forgot whatever. But um, I was trying to find a clearer picture of that scene when they uh, when they all throw their hands up for yeah. the the YouTube video, but I couldn't find anything nice. It's such an iconic scene. It it it, it makes me laugh <laughs> again. What a what a what a great scene. Ani Menches. Uh. Ani mentions, yeah, the the, the love hate scene with Radio Rahim. I thought that was great. I love the way it was shot, eloquently done. It basically set you up for the entire movie and what everybody in that movie basically felt. I'm sure everybody loved one another, but again, there is some underlying hatred towards one another, and that's what bottled it up. And that's why that's how you get that little powder keg at the end. Yeah, um, I only mention, you know, I feel like I keep going to the well on this one, but it's the the scene between Sal and Pino 
when Pino's trying to convince him to to leave the neighborhood and just that whole dialogue between the two of them and how that's kind of the foreshadowing of, of how crazy things are going to get going to get towards the end because even with smiley someone that Pino probably knows isn't doesn't mean any harm you know to to be very generous in that situation he still can't help himself um and you see Sal is just kind of like so fucking tired of it and he's and he's done with it and you know I just love that moment between the father and the son there yeah it's a good scene I enjoyed that one as well Shout out to Sal for keep Mookie around, even though Mookie was a fuck up and late and doing all this stuff, right? Listen. And again, you know, not to, I keep saying like something that makes it even more tragic is how, you know, at, at the end, Sal's like, and Mookie, like, you know, you always have a place here no matter what happens. And, you know, that to where Mookie ends up being the one that, that throws the garbage can through the window is just like another like punch in the gut. I know, and that's and like that's what I keep on saying. It's like the varying different emotions. Like you feel for like yeah, people are people, and they and they are what they are. And like you said about Sally's prayers, like those different time period, and, and you know he could be a nice guy, but he could be a dick. But you feel bad for him, right? Because you, he is a nice guy, and he does care about Mookie. He does care about the community, but. Again, it's just it's a it's a tight little balancing act with this movie and who you feel bad for and why you feel bad for him and trying to think about reasons, you know, maybe not to feel bad for him, maybe reasons why you should feel bad for him. So it's 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 a lot to 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 come to grips with sometimes. Yeah. And and that's like, you know, it, it kind of makes you think about how things are in this country where Sure, everybody loves each other or tolerates each other until you get, until someone feels like you get, you've given them a reason not to, and then all that stuff that's underneath it, it it, it then it comes to the to the to a head. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Ryan, you got any on Mensch? Um, yeah, I have two actually. One is obviously any scene with Rosie Perez because I've been in love with her since um I saw her in White Man Can't Jump. So loved her scenes. Uh I mean great actress also, but she's just I enjoy her. Um and I also really liked um any scenes with the, the three guys just fucking hanging out, shooting the, the shit. Best breaking each other's balls, you know, to, just whatever, like loved it. Just they're hanging out. And then of course, um, I mean, great scene. We already said it before, I think before the show even started, but when bugging out goes into, well, I want to boycott out. Like you should boycott that barber for that. Fucking haircut. <laughs> oh. Not much better than like a couple of old dudes who know how to like just fucking cut people right to the core <laughs> like immediately. I thought it was funny too, like a little moment of levity when they all start going towards the the shop owned by the Koreans, and he's like, oh, "I'm one of you. I'm one of you." And they, yeah, right. they have the they they cool off there, right? 
I just love when they were busting that when he was uh, they were talking about Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah, that was that was hilarious. If Mike Tyson said. if Mike Tyson punches me in my sleep, he better wake up and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> if he punches me in a dream, he better apologize when he wakes up. <laughs> um, any other Ani matches? Favorite scenes? No. All right. Um. All right, let's move on. Um, like we always do. I don't know if we have any answers, but um, is there anything you can think of to make this film better? I have nothing for this one. I think for the story uh, this this movie was trying to tell and the message it was trying to get across, I think it's it's an A plus for me. Yeah. Nothing for I, me, no. Okay. Um yeah, I, I don't really have much, uh, if anything. Um maybe there was a couple people they could have recast um to just make it like even better, but yeah. I I don't think there's anything I could suggest. I do have a way though to what? make this movie better. Tell me about Actually, it. Actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> it's America's favorite game. Oh, working overtime. <laughs> this game is where we cast a young, old, whatever age, Matt Damon, in a role that exists or that we make up. Why do we do it? Why not? Because Matt Damon's fantastic and we love yeah. him. Matt, I know you're listening. Please come on the show and cast cast yourself on this show. <laughs> Does anyone want to go first? You want to lead us off, Ryan? Sure. Um, I'm going to go with, give me a young, strong, healthy, virile, handsome Matt Damon as Vito to just shore up those. I told, I stole, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cast him as someone as one of a third brother. Um, <laughs> like we said, like maybe that acting was like just a little bit weak. Um, and also, Pino's not gonna fuck with you know a just a cut from a piece of wood. Matt Damon, you know he he definitely Pino would have said it got got set straight by a, by a jawline like that. So Matt Damon as. Vito, I I was gonna say say the same thing, and basically, but my argument was gonna be I just want to see Matt Damon in a in an uh, apron in a tank top. Oh, the whole movie. Tell and me about it. Pino grabs him, and you see a little nip slip. If that was Damon, please. Ah, uh, please. I would. Robbie, no, fuck, fuck. I, I fucked it up. <laughs> uh, I'll wait till you guys go. All right, Robbie, you want to go? Yeah, give me a young, lean, mean, sweltering, hot Matt Damon in a guinea tea on a hot day with a towel that was dipped in ice cubes wrapped around his head as cassette tape Chris, the man who follows Rady Rahim around to change his motherfucking tape deck because <laughs> I'm sick and tired of listening to Public Enemy this whole entire movie. I love the I love the song. But Raheem needs to have some backups, man. And there's so much like, you couldn't you couldn't throw a little tribe call quest in this movie, please? 
bugging out. You could put that. You got that song. You could put that song on there. Um, yeah. And it would solve race relations if you had, you know, Ebony, Ebony and Ivory over there just going back and forth, changing changing tapes and making sure everything's kosher in, uh, in Bedford-Stuyvesant. So, yeah, give me a young, lean, mean, muscular, teenage dream. Matt Damon as cassette tape Chris, Randy Rahim's right-hand man. Give me uh, an early 30s, Celtics t-shirt wearing, <laughs> bike riding, wheeling, dealing, kiss dealing, son of a gun, Matt Damon, as Woo. the guy that scuffed bugging out Jordans. And instead of you know him just kind of sitting there and taking it, they get into a back and forth because Matt Damon, handsome, funny, charismatic. They get into a back and forth and he holds his own and they all become friends and they assimilate Matt Damon. And but they say, hey, man, you got to change that T-shirt. They get him a Bernard King Nick shirt. They all become friends. I don't know how it's going to change the end of the movie because it seems like that was fate accompli. But. I would have liked to seen that that little moment where Matt Damon joins the gang for a little bit. The movie ends like this. They go to the garden for a Celtics Nick game. <laughs> and that's it. And uh, Matt Damon publicly denounces Larry Bird. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and he ends race relations all over the world. <laughs> I know this is abnormal, but can I do an Ani Mensch? Working overtime? Uh, we're working overtime. You can go as long as you need. That's true. 60 That's hours. We're doing time 80 and a half. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Double time on the weekends and holidays. <laughs> um, so I should have left Vito for you, and I should have cast a young, handsome, muscular Matt mm. Damon as Tina so we could oh. Spike Lee rub ice cubes all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Damn it! I, oh, I didn't know. Poor I was Tina, Paul Rosie Perez. I didn't know I was gonna have to change my underwear after this episode. I know. Jeez. I don't even want to tell you about that scene, Paul Rosie Perez. Oh my goodness, the best. She didn't want to film that scene. I think she was. They said the reason why you didn't see her, her face. Yeah, she, she was, was crying. pissed off. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Said she was pissed off. Oh. Well, she. I mean, she was probably. This was was this her first role? I think it was, and yeah. she was probably young back then, like, and probably you know didn't want to do it, but felt pressured into it, like I'm sure a lot of people do when they do nude scenes. That's sad. Yeah. Um. Any other things that we should mention about do the right thing? Ah. Um. Uh I think I saw something where I don't know if it was for this movie or another one of his movies. Because uh, again, like when we got to do the right thing area of the exhibit, I kind of half looked at stuff. But I think it was this movie that Spike Lee pretty much needed like protection. <laughs> like after this movie came out, like a lot of people really? were fucking pissed when it was this movie or another one. I'm pretty sure it was this movie though, especially after watching it. Uh, excuse me, but. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, you got to remember 1989. I mean, this is probably a very heavy 
subject, you know, we've talked about it before where we're used to seeing so many things on screen at this point where a, a riot is, yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely upsetting to see, but it's, it's not the worst thing we've probably seen. We see people's heads get sliced off and, you know, crazier shit happen. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, this movie definitely set a lot of people off when it came out. if i can find it quick um yeah i mean the 80s night early 90s who knows fucking i mean people are dickheads now so uh whatever i can't find anything um anything else robbie anything to add Nothing. All right. I mean, charge an extra for a couple of couple of mozzarella's is a two dollars extra for extra cheese on a slice. He can go fuck himself with that kind of fucking yeah, charge. Come on. At first, I thought because the slice is one fifty, I thought he meant it was now two dollars. That's what I thought. Slice. But it seemed like he was saying it was two dollars for extra cheese. Like that's fucking insane. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, no wonder your shop got burned down. <laughs> oh my god, please! No wonder they were fucking losing it. Yeah, it's like a hundred and fifty percent increase for a couple of little sprinkles. I couldn't believe it, Sal. Come on. Um. All right. Well, please, like we said at the beginning, let us know. Yes, go. I mean, for Robbie, go Niners. Um. But let us know what we missed or what you want to talk about with do the right thing or any of the other films that we've talked about. Um, we do have a couple of weeks in a row with some special, I don't know, choices, I guess we'll say. Um, so look forward for that. And uh, I don't know. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us, whatever. Just tell us something. Yeah. Tell us, email us and tell us why Sal's the victim in this movie. And then don't ever talk to us again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, if no one else has anything, I'll say, Robbie, tell us good night. Tell them good night, but tell me good night too. Good night, Ryan. Always remember, do the right thing. I will try. Can't hear. Can't hear that? No. Mm. I assume you're playing uh, Fight the Power. Uh, the mic's not going to pick that up. I changed the setting and everything. Well, two slices. <laughs> Give me two slices. <laughs> D, motherfucker. D. <laughs> See? Yo, 20 batteries. That's a lot of fucking batteries. Hey, that boy does not 20? want. Hey, that boy does not want that situation to ever happen again. Jesus. All right, we love you.